Hello and welcome to Bookstagram Live with me, Chloe. In this episode, I spoke to Zoe, who is one half of Pine State Publicity, and we discussed her role helping writers publicise their books. This chat originally took place live on Instagram, and you can still watch the original recording over on my page at C. Sutcliffe Books, which will be linked in the episode description. Happy listening! Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good. So we've been emailing for quite a few months now, yeah. so this is just really strange speaking like face to face. I know, it's um, it's a nice treat to actually get to see you while we're um, talking, but thank you for having me on. I'm excited yeah. to, to talk more about publishing. You're welcome. Yeah. So do you, do you want to dive right in? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so how would you define book publicity? Oh, well, <laughs> goodness. Um, so I think what we do at Pine State, we work directly with authors, usually at um, indie presses, and we're working with them on a book-by-book basis. So um, book publicity can look a little bit different for every book, but what we work on is anything from setting up events for a book tour, to trying to get reviews and interviews about the book, um, kind of in the lead up or following book publication. And then we do other things like, um, we'll try to place what we call companion pieces. So that's just maybe an essay that's about writing the book or it's something that the author wants to write a little bit more about that kind of appears in whatever their book is, but maybe it's more research-based so they might do an essay. we worked recently with um, an author of historical fiction who wrote a lot about illuminated manuscripts in her novel. So then we placed an essay with LitHub that's about like research in rare books and kind of who has access to them. So um, our goal with book publicity, I guess, to answer your question about book publicity is, is just anything that we can do to bring readers to your book. So trying to yeah. get the word out. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so when you start working with an author, do they approach you knowing what they want or do you kind of offer them the different options? It looks different, so some authors really know. um, I think when you're about to release your first book especially, you have a sense of maybe what you're really looking for, so some authors want to be on most anticipated lists, so just every list that comes out at the beginning of the month, it's like, here, you should read this month, Um, or they know they want to go on a really big book tour, so um, when we start working with authors, we always have an initial call, it's just about, you know, here's what we can provide for you, what are you actually looking for, but I think it takes a little bit of time for most authors to figure out what they really want to see um, in terms of publicity. Yeah. Yeah. So do authors keep coming back to you for multiple services or is could it just be like a one time thing for some authors? Yeah. So we after that initial call at Pine State at least, we send a full proposal that's just like here's what we kind of discussed, um, you're interested in, here's what that would look like on Orange. So it's different combinations for every book. For some authors, we're really leaning hard into events, but we're also going to pitch like 
a select number of book reviewers and try to make sure we get some like print publicity too. Um, some authors are really just interviewed or interested in doing like podcast interviews. So we really will send a proposal that kind of says, you know, the bulk of your campaign, we're going to be reaching out to this, this, and this podcast and trying to get you in as a guest on those. Um, we've been lucky to work with a couple authors on multiple books. So, um, Christine Langley Muller is one. We worked on her first book, Curing Season, and right now I'm working on her second essay collection. Um, and those campaigns look a little bit different just based on the needs of the book. So um, I think typically from the outset of working with an author, we'll establish like what we're going to work on for that book, but yeah. it can differ as the campaign continues or if they come back for another book. You must get to know some authors quite well if you have quite a big campaign with them or you work on multiple books with them. Absolutely. You must build quite a nice relationship. Yeah, I think it, um, it is really important that we work closely with authors. Um, and I think it can be a different experience than working with an in-house um, publicist at a press who's maybe working on you know, all of the books that press is releasing during that season. Um, we have a more select list, so I, I'm emailing with all of the authors that I'm working on their books at least once a week, if not more than that. Um, I think we just had an, um, Cassie, my colleague, writes a substack about publicity, and um, she did an interesting post recently kind of about like author homework, so we tend to give our authors a little bit of, of homework and things to work on, whether that's writing those companion pieces or keeping track of when they're available for interviews or anything like that. So we're in pretty constant contact, yeah. Yeah. And it's just you and Cassie working with Pine State Publicity. Yeah, right now it's me and Cassie. What's that like with, like, workload? Do you split yeah. it evenly and how much do you end up doing? We, so Cassie started Pine State, I want to say, in April of 2022. Um, and Cassie and I have been working together. Um, I'm also a literary agent at Helen Literary. So we worked together at Helen Literary, and then she invited me to work with her at Pine State. Um, but the way we divide work, we just work on separate titles. So we kind of take on whatever we have the time for in a certain season. Our campaigns are anywhere from six months to short on the shorter end, somewhere like four months usually. Um, sometimes it can go a little bit longer than that. Um, but we'll just decide, you know, based on our own bandwidth, what we can take on. And then we're, we're constantly talking yeah. with each other about, you know, different pitches that we write for books. We're always reading those together or um, kind of ideas we have for each other's books and people to reach out to. But um, as far as workload, I think it, it's just depending on what we can individually take on. Yeah. yeah. No, that's quite sensible, that. So if an author approaches you, is there, like, a conversation or debate between who takes it on, or do you kind of just know instantly? Yeah, I think, so we try to take on books that we really are passionate about in the same way that as a literary agent that's kind of how I function is I really want to be invested in what the author is doing with their book I think that that makes 
me the best partner for them in publicity, just because if the interests align, I really can see a vision for who their audience is and then see an approach to reach that audience. Yeah. So we'll split up books based on if one of us has kind of extra time, we'll just go ahead and, you know, if somebody has more time, they'll take on that project. Um, or if it feels like a better fit for either of us. So Cassie knows that I really love working on novels. So I tend to take on more of the novels that we work on. Um, whereas she kind of does more of our hybrid projects. Um, so if it's kind of a cross genre, she'll do more of those. Um, but a lot of the time we'll each take a look at the descriptions of the book and just whoever is more interested in the project will look at it first. Yeah. So is there a pattern of like which particular project projects interest you? Like any particular genres you love to take on? Yeah, I and as I said, I really do love working on novels. I think that there's um there's a lot of opportunities across um any genre. So we work on nonfiction, poetry, and fiction. Um yeah. and there's different opportunities, you know any kind of book but I think novels have the most openings in a certain way because the authors can are often experts in whatever the subject of their novel is so if it's a historic historical fiction they often have done like years of research into that historical period um, so that they can go talk uh, like on history podcasts about that time period if they're writing about yeah. a figure they can go do that um, there's so many most anticipated lists. I think there's just more opportunities often for, for novels immediately. Um, so they're really a sweet spot for me. As far as genre, we work on a lot of more literary titles than kind of commercial genres, but we've tended yeah. as far as kind of commercial genre to work more on historical fiction than anything else. Yeah. Okay. I read mostly fiction as well like novels are what I read usually but because I'm studying English and creative writing at university I'm doing a module this year on creative non-fiction so it's like I don't know I think it's nice to sometimes jump into a different genre that you're not as familiar with and it's like a nice break from what's familiar you. Oh, absolutely. I studied creative writing um, in school too, and I did a BFA, so I was actually writing for most of my degree, and um, I went into it thinking that I would be writing fiction for my final thesis and ended up doing creative nonfiction after taking my first. Yeah. yeah. Um, it just kind of sucks. So creative nonfiction, I think, is a sweet spot for us too. I'm working on a wonderful, two wonderful essay collections right now, and I think those are a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. How long would it usually take you to work on a project? Um, so it depends on the needs of the campaign. I think we think about how long we need to work on a project in terms of how long outlets need kind of in the lead up to whatever coverage they're doing. So yeah. events, if we're working on a book tour, we typically want to start the campaign clo as close to like six months out as we can, just because um, 
a lot of bookstores, museums, other venues that we would want to schedule events with are booking that far in advance. So they need yeah. usually like a four window um, to get those events scheduled. We typically try to take the first month of a campaign just to build everything that we need um, to have a successful campaign. So that looks like different pitches for the book. We design really, I think, gorgeous press kits for each book individually. Um, we build social media posts and things with kind of the blurbs and early information. But, and then a media list, which is just the list of all of the contacts that we think would be a good fit for the book. Um, so it takes us about a month to kind of get all of those things in order, and then we just jump into pitching. Um, the first few months of a campaign are just pitching and reaching out to people, following up, trying to make sure we get the book in as many hands as possible. And then the last month or so of the campaign, we're really following up and trying to confirm coverage. So it just depends, I think, on the scale of how much coverage we're trying to get and then the different types of coverage. Yeah. So it can be like a month or two for each stage of the project. Definitely. Okay. What made you decide to work in book publicity in the first place? I kind of fell into it. I was really lucky to connect with Cassie um, and it is work that she's really passionate about and kind of took me under her wing and showed me how um, to approach it. Um, I think being in school for writing, I knew I wanted to work with books, but I had no idea really what that even looked like or what I wanted to do. I think initially I wanted to be an editor and then I was an intern at Howland Literary, where I'm now an agent, and realized that I kind of loved doing that. You see so much more of the life of a book, I think. You're working with an author when they've just completed their manuscript and they're querying it um, all the way through to getting the book deal, designing, like working with a cover designer to get all of those things together, seeing the publicity yeah. kind of form and then pub day. Um, and publicity fits neatly into that, I think. And knowing the beginning of the life cycle of a book to then working on it at the very end stage um, and kind of seeing how all of the pieces in publishing a book kind of come together. Yeah. yeah. That sounds nice for it to come like full circle, okay. I guess. Yeah. So you always knew you wanted to go into publishing, but it's changed like over time. It, at least for me, I, you know, was somebody, like all of us, I think, who really loved books but didn't know that much about the actual yeah. process. Um, and so I did a publishing certificate when I was in um, school and learned a little bit more about it that way. But I think that I, I continue to learn more and more through working. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but I think I started out wanting to be an editor, just knowing I liked the hands-on, like working with the actual text. Yeah. But we still get to do so much of that in both of my positions. So. Yeah, see, I'd quite like to go into publicity in the publishing company. Yeah. But then to start off with, I'd find any job I could in a company. So I don't know as 
much as I want to go into the publicity side of it, I have this thing in the back of my mind, like, what if I end up doing a different role and I actually find I quite like that? Yeah, I think that's exactly the way it was for me. And I think if the love is for books, I know you interview a lot of indie authors too. There's so much yeah. I think you can do with indie titles that typically take greater risks and like are doing really interesting work. Um, so there, there's so much that, I mean, even if you started working um, intern anywhere, I think you, you get to see a little yeah. bit of everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's like running a bookstagram account and then starting this podcast. It's like those are the things that have actually made me think this is what I want to do as a career. Oh, absolutely. I think um, working with authors directly, like you already have fantastic experience there. And I know yeah. you very good who is one of um, our authors. Um, and that was wonderful, but you, you have very insightful questions and kind of understand the way to reach an audience. And, yeah. Uh, Thank you. I just love like the interaction within the community and being able to speak to other people and get everyone else's perspectives because we've all had different experiences with books, but we're all connected by the same thing. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I mean, even, you know, a lot of what we do as far as publicity is having conversations with our authors about all of the different ways they see into the book so the the different questions that you come up with as a podcast host kind of reading a book here are the different ways I want to talk to the author about this book we're also thinking about those in terms of reaching different audiences so um, I mentioned the historic fiction novel it's called cities that I'm working on right now um, that's a lot about eliminated manuscripts, but also kind of women in art history and women in medieval history, which are all different audiences that we've been trying to reach. So we've reached out kind of museums or podcasts or um, people who are really interested about, in women in art immediately. We're reaching out to people who are interested in medieval history, reaching out to people who are just interested in kind of the craft of books and like what books as objects have even looked like across history um so you're already kind of approaching it in a similar way and thinking about all of the different angles that a book has within it thank you so when you're you're reaching out to all these people do people ever reach out to you to like request copies of a book to review for example like how does that process work yeah so um it, there's different ways it can look. Um, a lot of times the authors that we work with also have publicists at their press. Um, and so reviewers might reach out to the press directly to get review copies. Um, sometimes they'll reach out to us if we're listed on, you know, an author's website or anything, or sometimes our yeah. authors talk to us directly and say, you know, this person has requested a review copy. Will you handle sending that out? And we're happy to do that. Um, we also on our Pine State website have a form where you can request copies of any of the books that we're working on. So sometimes if people are interested in the books that we work on just as a publicity firm, um, they'll reach out and 
and let us know that they're interested in reviewing some of our titles and we can do it that way. Um, but yeah, we're, yeah. we typically work with pitching people directly. So if we see someone who has reviewed a book that's maybe similar to one that we're working on or a writer who writes on the subject but features really heavily in the book, we'll reach out to them directly and then often they'll just write back to us and request a copy. Yeah. How much thought goes into who you're reaching out to? Like, do you just see a similar interest and then, like, pitch the book immediately? Or do you do a bit more research and are you more selective? We try to get a wide net, I think. But we are very thoughtful in who we're reaching out to just because you don't want to waste um, anyone's time and you want to make sure that you're getting the book in the hands of somebody who really will enjoy it, you know? Yeah. Um, any publicity is good, but we do prefer good publicity and we want like a very thoughtful review. Yeah. So you want positive reviews ideally. So you want people who are going to be interested in the book. Yeah, and sometimes Cassie and I will come across a reviewer who has written for places that we really love and covered books that we really love and we're not entirely sure which of our authors would be the best fit for them. So we'll have conversations and kind of look at the through lines across all of the books that they've reviewed. So if they're really, you know, the books are nonfiction and fiction and they're from all these different presses and um, kind of the story or the synopsis at the surface level feels really different, but we'll kind of talk yeah. about it that maybe they really are writing about motherhood or they're really writing about the climate crisis um and then we can tailor who we're pitching that way um but yeah we try to be thoughtful about who we're reaching out yeah. to that's good because like sometimes i get requests to review books and it's like sometimes you can just tell that this person is spamming whatever bookstagrammers they can find whereas sometimes like when you initially reached out to me you can tell that someone's actually has a look at your accounts and what you offer like yeah, you can tell the difference book bloggers and like bookstagrammers or book influencers maybe on um, book talk too tend to have really wonderful like review policies i know that you have one i think in your instagram story highlights yeah. that is easy for someone you know publicists are reaching out to so many people that if you have kind of one spot where we can find the information about, you know, the different genres that you're interested in, even um, favorite titles of yours or scrolling through your Instagram feed and seeing like, oh, you've starred this review or you've really, you've like really written a lot here. Um, those are also helpful yeah. too. Yeah. Why do you think your services are important to authors? Like why should they reach out to you for that publicity? Yeah, um, I think, especially for debut authors publicity can be so important and just making sure that like your book is out there and that the right people are kind of talking about your book and the right people just being people who are interested in the things that an author is interested in so not even necessarily like huge national or kind of global outlets um we of course aim to get national coverage wherever possible and international if a book is having an international release. Um, but trying to make sure that people who are kind of part of the same communities that are an author is part of um, are seeing the book. And 
it can be really hard for an author to do on their own. You know, there's so much that goes into those kind of final pushes to get your book out in the yeah. world. Um, and a lot of authors are not full-time writers, so if you have a day job, it can be really hard to dedicate so many hours to just reaching out to people about your book, which is not to say that doing publicity by yourself is impossible. It definitely isn't, but I think we try to just be kind of a helping hand and to take some of the load off and say, you know, here are all of the ideas that we have for your book. We can manage those and just let you know with an update every week kind of what is happening for your book. And then you can as yeah. sit back a little bit and just enjoy your book finally coming into the world. Yeah, like I've had multiple cases of particularly with like new indie authors the writers getting burnt out with trying to do all the social media side of things around their release and then i've seen a few taking like social media hiatuses after the book release because it was just too much for them so there's definitely a need for what you offer thank you i i think like the divide and conquer mindset is really good too because if it's like as an author, you know, Carrie, for one, is fantastic at the social media side of things. And that's something that we do less of at Pine State is kind of like coordinating social media posts or thinking about, you know, what to post when. And Carrie is so, yeah. especially on Book Talk, with just coming up with these ideas and talking about her book in ways that feel very welcoming to readers, I think, and are, are very open-ended and just thinking about you know, women in history. Um, but that gives us a little bit more time to think about who are the local outlets to her. So you know, kind of the newspapers or the local television stations and radio stations and kind of reaching out to those people so she can focus yeah. on the part of publicity that she really loves, which is the social media side. Yeah. Yeah, because there are so many different aspects to promoting a book, like so many different things you can do with it. And it's just too much for one person to do it all. Oh, definitely. I think it really does take a team to bring a book into the world. Yeah. It's not one man. Yeah. Working on in the new year. Um, but I think every couple months, typically, I have a new book that I'm working on. And we try to stagger that first month where you're just prepping for a book. It's, I think, best at least for me to kind of have one of those at a time. So not try to be doing all of the prep work for every single book that I'm yeah. on at the same time. Um, to kind of have, you know, we talked about the different one or two month stages of publicity for a book and kind of having a title that's in every stage feels good to me. So yeah, every couple months. Yeah. I like that idea taking on a book at each stage. Would you ever do more than that so we are you happy with that amount of work i think um just because campaigns look so different for every book it's really just an in the moment feeling of you know if there's more time that it can take yeah. on because like to make sure that we have plenty of time for the titles that we're working yeah. on and, and not spread ourselves too thin and if we're reading pretty far in advance yeah how much time does that leave you to do your own reading, like books that you want to pick up off the shelf? I think in 
So I, I try to prioritize when I get done with work for the day, only reading kind of books that I picked for myself. That's good. I always try to find a balance between reading ARCs that I've committed to reviewing and then picking books off my shelves in my like pre-existing TBR. So I'm very aware of how many books I'm committing to reviewing. No, I think that's a really healthy way to do it too. Um, yeah. Loves books too. It can be really hard because you have to kind of find where the line is for you between you know every book really sounding fantastic because there are so many yeah. books um but also recognizing you know sometimes you do have to say no like i can't i can't take this on right now or you know there's yeah. a couple books in my own tbr that like are really calling my name that i'd like to read first um before i do yeah. yeah i also keep track of like upcoming releases that i'm excited for so like there's a book that released yesterday, The Scarlet Veil by Shelby Mahoran, and I'm very excited to go out to a bookshop to buy that book and read it. But then it's also fitting the time into my day to read it because I've just got back to uni, so I've got like required reading to do for my course. So it's fitting it that into my day as well. Yeah, you, I don't know, I think when you're reading so many books too, there's something so special about that feeling of like, I cannot wait to get my hands on this book. And then it's just like, when you are reading all day long and thinking about books kind of in everything, if you're, you know, in university for um, English and creative writing, I'm sure you're reading constantly. And then on top of that, on your podcast and your bookstagram, like all of the, the arcs that you're reviewing, um, there is something to that feeling of like a book just came out and I can't wait to find, you know, the time while I'm eating lunch or I'm eating dinner, or like right when I go to bed, but I can actually read this other book. Um, yeah. That's a- Do you ever like reread books? Like if you've read the manuscript initially to decide if you want to take a book on, do you then end up with a physical copy at the end that you might reread? Yeah. I, um, Cities of Women, which is the, the book that I keep mentioning, the historical fiction novel that I'm working on. Um, Kathleen Jones is the author of that one, and she sent me a final copy that is just so stunning. I have a um, shelf on my own bookshelf um, that is just kind of books that I've worked on, and they like get the highest shelf, and it's like so I can see them and kind of think about them. Um, but that. That one I will absolutely reread. I am a rereader in kind of books I've chosen for myself. So my favorite book is um, Patti Smith's In Train. And I've read that book probably six or seven times at this point. Um, And then when I'm working on a book for publicity, typically we'll do that initial read before we even have a call with the author. And then as I'm working on a pitch and kind of thinking more about angles, I'll either go back through, which I take pretty um, detailed notes as I do that first read. So I'll go back and read certain sections again. If it's a poetry or essay collection, I'll um, go back and read certain poems or essays all the way through again. Um, It just, I think, depends on the book, but I definitely revisit the text um, as I work. Yeah. That must be so satisfying to 
have worked on a book though and then you can just read it again and have it and yeah. it's like you've been a part of the process of making it happen yeah. it, there's definitely something so sad like when we call them like hits um it's like when you get a publicity hit that is like so good and you know how hard the author has worked and like you've really been vouching for this book there like is no better feeling than kind of seeing it get the attention you feel like it really deserves yeah which review platform do you think is most beneficial for reviewers to post on if you're sending books out like pre-release we work typically with reviewers um we'll actually try to place their reviews either literary magazines or other outlets like newspapers sometimes run book reviews so we'll work with reviewers and kind of make suggestions about who they can send to to get the review published because most of the time they're they're also writers um so we typically work that way i just speaking from what i actually use i use storygraph um to track my own reading um i think yeah. the platform is really interesting but i know it just depends on the kind of book i think if it's a more genre um centered novel sometimes it's like amazon and goodreads reviews really matter um yeah. it's more literary typically we we really want to focus on kind of literary magazines and the people you know who are reading those magazines probably will see the review and like it, it would be a good yeah. for them now. um so again it's just kind of dependent upon the book um but i think also reviewers who are posting on amazon or goodreads or storygraph probably have a sense of which format works the best for them so i think would i would trust that too yeah i mean i post on all of them i'm trying to get the word out some books everywhere i can so yeah but it's also like it doesn't take that long but it's a bit of a task to like copy and paste the review over to each platform and then amazon you have to wait for the book to release before you can put the review on so sometimes yeah, you, you just have to be mindful of what you're doing yeah do you have um any kind of like organizational tool that you use as a reviewer to like keep track of what books you're working on and when they come out or do you just like keep a running list not exactly like i tend to use the notes app in my phone a lot like to write the reviews and to keep track of which ones i haven't haven't posted so that's where i do most of it that's great it's not that organized but it keeps me going no i think i work in similar ways i i, I love to use the notes app to keep track of things yeah yeah i just just find i always have my phone with me so why wouldn't i use it yeah even for um pitches kind of i'll have ideas spring up i i have a dog so i've been walking my dog and I think of something for a book, I'll absolutely jot a note down and kind of keep yeah. different um, tabs on there for different books that I'm working on. Yeah. Have you noticed trends changing in the industry since you started working in it? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, 
trends in publicity and where it's best to reach out to people? That's a really good question. Um, I think more than trends changing and who we reach out to, I follow a lot the trends in who, like what kinds of books are getting coverage and um, in terms of like books with a greater social justice focus, at least in the States, have been getting more coverage kind of since 2020 yeah. and like the um, big push for diverse voices, which is fantastic. And so you'll see kind of lists that are built in that way. Um, and those books getting more coverage, I think certain types of poetry, just in terms of the voice of the poem. So just keeping track of um, kind of who in terms of outlets um, or magazines is covering what type of book. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think- So not too much change then? No, I don't think anything super drastic, at least that I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What did you know about book publicity before you started working with Cassie and what have you learned since? In terms of um, book publicity, I think I was the most familiar with um, kind of where I read about books and kind of where I was consuming reviews or recognizing things that way. Um, I don't know what I'm interested to know kind of where you even consume um, kind of the most book publicity. So where are you getting your recommendations and seeing reviews? I think bookstagram is like my main outlet yeah. where I see things shared. I don't really, I don't know. I've thought about looking into more blogs and stuff like that, but I've never found one that particularly interests me. So, yeah. like, Bookstagram is the main thing. Yeah, I think probably before I started working in publicity, I was the same way and followed a lot of social media accounts um, that or worked on book coverage and following just people who had similar tastes in me and finding it that way. But I've, I found it's really interesting. Yeah. Now, you know, I am not necessarily somebody who is, like, in my own time super connected to like book talk but it's been interesting to watch that really grow and try to find um influencers on there that I really connect with their list too um, yeah but yeah I think probably before I started working in book publicity like the coverage that I was the most connected with was like the most anticipated lists and seeing lists of books that are coming out this month that um I'm really interested in reading and keeping tabs on current books that way more than even kind of in-depth reviews. Um, I also yeah. am super connected with book podcasts. So I think I listen to a lot of podcasts with authors and I'll find really interesting books that way just um, by seeing who is being interviewed that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I listen to quite a few book podcast as well that's where this initial idea came from as well because it must have been like during lockdown I just like discovered a few podcasts and just started listening to them and now 
I have so many I listen to that I could give a whole long list. Like I've listened to so many podcasts and they're always giving reviews. What are some of your favorite um, book podcasts or like book related podcasts? <laughs> um, my favorite one is A Court of Tattoos and Rosé. So you've probably heard of A Court of Thorns and Roses because it's absolutely massive online. So they've spent the past few years literally breaking the books down chapter by chapter. That's incredible. So it's like so in depth, but they're just absolutely hilarious. And it's really the personalities that draw me in. But then sometimes they go off on complete tangents and that's when you get the book recommendations for like other books that they've read. Yeah, no, I that format I'll have to go give it a listen I've read the first book in the series um with a book club that I'm a part of um I my sisters both really love it um but you have to love that kind of like dedication to go in and like do such a close reading of it um I I know it it's a lot and it would definitely be a lot for someone to start the podcast now from the first episode oh yeah but I was one of the earlier listeners, so I guess it's easier for me to keep up with it. Yeah, no, I love that kind of, like, connection, too. I think I I am such a podcast listener, and I think it's really fun, too, to find kind of podcasts that are subject-driven and not necessarily, like, book recommendation podcasts, but seeing what they would be interested in, what an author is talking about and trying to make sure that they get a copy of that book to look at too, you know, some like lifestyle stuff will do book recommendations every now and then, even if it's not kind of what they do day to day. Yeah. Is there a particular podcast you're listening to at the moment? Oh, let's see. So the honest answer is that I'm doing my annual Gilmore Girls rewatch for the fall so I'm listening to Gilmore to Say podcast is what I'm listening to right now, which is similar in doing kind of an episode by episode deep dive into like yeah. the podcast. Um, I am always a Kirkus podcast listener. So I listen to kind of their weekly interviews. We really love the Day Beautiful podcast over here. Um, I think that they do really wonderful interviews or like the first taste series that they do having authors read pages um, from the beginning of their debut book. Um, I think that that's kind of a great series and I love their focus on authors and their first books because those are so um, important. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to start wrapping up soon? That's perfect. No, this has been a great conversation. Okay. Yeah. So what's one piece of advice you can share for anyone wanting to promote a book i think you know we talked earlier in a conversation about do authors typically know like what they're looking for in terms of publicity and i think even as you're you know writing a book or you're querying a book you can start thinking really early on about what matters to you in terms of publicity so if you're somebody who really likes you know public speaking or talking to people about your book maybe you want to think early on about who might be a good conversation partner with you at events so a lot of events um 
we'll invite two authors to kind of be in conversation about both of their books, you know, so what are other books not, that are not only comps for your project, but authors that might be interested in the same things as you, and you might have a really fruitful conversation with them. Um, yeah. You can think about, you know, if you're somebody who is more reserved, maybe you really want to focus on reviewers and then start reading book reviews and looking into kind of book influencers and what kinds of books they like and keeping track even in like a spreadsheet or in your notes app on your phone, like we've been talking about, um, kind of getting that running list of um, anyone who would be interested in your book. You can, you know, track those early on. So I think yeah. as an author, like your role and this, you know, can be really helpful to think about what do you want in terms of publicity? Are you interested in traveling? Are you interested in talking to people? Do you just want the book to be reviewed? Um, and then also keeping track of anyone that you encounter along the way who might be interested in your book. Yeah. It's very insightful. I've never actually thought about like tracking potential book reviewers before you're yeah, like at the stage when you're reaching out to them. Yeah, I I encourage even as a literary agent, I keep lists for the authors that I represent over there just if I come across an interview with somebody that is writing about something similar to them, just like make a note of it somewhere that, you know, maybe down the line you want to have a conversation with this person. If an author wants to get in contact with you or if an indie publisher wants to reach out to you, how can they do that to find out more about your services? Yeah, you can reach out to us, um, Pine State Publicity. We have a website. You can reach out to us there. I think it lists our emails um, or you can send us a DM through our Instagram account. Yeah. And one, one final question. What are you currently reading? Oh, because I just finished Amanda Dennis's Her Here, which is a literary thriller, um, but I would definitely recommend it. It was kind of a book that I started reading and then could not, I could not put it down. But um, it's about a young woman who goes to the best books. Yes. Young woman goes to Paris and is writing um, the journals of a missing girl into a narrative to try to figure out where she went. So, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, what are you reading? I'm reading Winter by Marissa Mayer. So it's the last book in the Luna Chronicles. Okay, cool. And I've really been enjoying the series. Oh yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It was. Nice Thank to find you for joining out. me. Face to face. Good conversation. Yeah, I've definitely learned a lot today. Thank you to everyone listening and watching. Thank you for listening to Bookstagram Live. Please take the time to rate, review and subscribe wherever you are listening. You can follow Zoe on Instagram at Pine State Publicity. And you can find me over on Instagram at Books. Follow me to watch future episodes as I record them live before uploading the audio to this podcast. If you would like to feature in a future episode, you can reach out through my DMs with the topic you would like to discuss. This could be your bookish career, a particular book, or maybe your favourite trope. Any topic you can think of, I'm happy to listen.
this is your chance to promote something you feel passionate about. Thank you and always remember, keep smiling, keep reading and keep the conversation going. Speak to you next time.